0: I don't know if you ever remember, well, probably you never got in trouble, but uh, do you ever remember getting in trouble and being, what's the big deal? You ever think about that? What's the big deal? And I think there are a lot of people who ask that question today. What's the big deal? Can't we just live and let live? Just mind our own business? I mean... What folks do in the privacy of their own homes doesn't impact me. Why should I say anything? And honestly, people are entitled to their own opinions, right? Why should I put myself through the the, the suffering that comes from disagreeing, saying what I believe to be eternal truth? Why should I be in a position to mourn, to confront? I mean, this is America people. Aren't we free to do what we want, say what we want, believe what we want? What's the big deal? Well, sin's kind of a big deal. I know that sometimes it doesn't feel like it's a big deal, e- even even for. Those of us who, who walk in the faith and, and you know, who, who hold on to this hope that we have in Christ, sometimes it really kind of, you know, what's the, what's the big deal? In our minds, it doesn't seem like it should be a big deal. It was only a little lie. I was only looking. They'll, they'll never miss that little bit I took. It's not like they needed it anyway. I live my life my way what's the big deal however Jesus seems to see sin as a big deal he he says it's better to cut off a body part than to sin I mean that's a big deal He knows. He knows better than anyone because he's experienced firsthand what sin does to a soul and how it brings the wrath of God. He says if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off, toss it away. If your eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. It's better to be maimed than to go to hell. Jesus knows that sin leads to some really, really bad consequences. And the worst of all is the hell of fire. Big sins, little sins, in between sins, all sin is damnable. And damnable is a big deal. Eternity spent separated from God's love and mercy? No thank you. This is what Jesus went through on the cross when he cries out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Completely separated from the love of his Father. That's what sin does. But let's, let's pull this back just a little bit. Does your hand cause you to sin? I, I'm glad to see all of you have too, by the way. Does your hand cause you to sin? no does your foot cause you to sin no do your eyes cause you to sin again no now we, we will use our hands and feet and eyes and, and our entire bodies to sin but sin doesn't come from these body parts sin comes from our hearts and I'm not talking about the muscle that pumps blood. I'm talking about that that inner core, that, that essence of, of who we are in the dark. Sin comes from in here. And what happens if we remove our hearts? We die. And that's exactly what needs to happen. And brothers and sisters, that's exactly what has happened to you, and to me. In Psalm 51, we, we learn to pray from King David, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. We need these old hearts removed and a new heart, a transplanted heart put within us. And God comes to us in baptism. He washes us. And he connects us to Jesus' death. He gives us Jesus' death in baptism. So that we can say, I have died with Christ. And nevertheless, I live. We can confess that everyone who is baptized into Christ is baptized into his death. That we might also be baptized into his resurrection. We have a new life. We were buried with Christ in his tomb. And since Jesus has been raised from the dead. If you were buried with Christ in baptism. You also have been raised. So that you might walk in newness of life that old life, not that sinful life that we were born into, but a new life in Christ. And that's a big deal. God made Jesus his son. God in, in human flesh, God made him not just to bear our sin, but to be our sin. Jesus didn't just bear our sin to the cross, but he became our sin, and he took it to the cross, and he nailed it there, leaving it like a public spectacle in his flesh so that we could get Jesus' righteousness. And not not just get it like it's something that we possess, but become it. That through faith in Jesus, we actually become righteous, holy, perfect in God's eyes. That's his gift to you. Jesus' blood for your salvation. Jesus' death so that you can live. Jesus' resurrection so that you too can be raised. Jesus' cross So that you can have forgiveness, life, and salvation. Now, if Jesus has done all of this for you and for me, should we go on sinning? Should we vote on that? Because public opinion determines everything, right? Should we go on sinning in light of everything that Jesus has done for us? Of course not! But if you're like me, you've got a little bit of cognitive dissonance going on here because you're like, well, this hand, Pastor, you say we're perfect and holy. And I'm looking at my life over here, and I'm like, I'm not perfect and holy. What is it? You are perfect and holy in Christ. But as long as we live in this flesh, we are going to struggle with our sin. And friends, don't give up the struggle. Fight. Tooth and nail against this desire that we all have within us to sin. But that being said, don't be afraid of your sin. We can go through this life sinning boldly. I'm not saying, yeah, hey, I'm going to choose to go out and sin. But to not be afraid of it because we have Jesus' salvation. You carry Jesus' righteousness with you, wherever you go. Sin is a big deal. But Jesus' salvation is an even bigger deal. But notice this too. Jesus' sacrifice helps us to know that sin is a big deal. And we live in a world that doesn't know that. We live in a world that doesn't think that sin is a big deal. We were visiting uh, some friends once, and uh, this family doesn't believe in, in Jesus. And, and someone dropped a, a piece of food as we were eating together, and, and Lucy uh, jokingly gasped, oh, a sin! And our host stated, we don't believe in sin in this house. Does it matter if someone doesn't believe in sin? Does that make it any less sinful? You know, I think of the person that has cancer and looks at the doctor and says, I don't believe you. Guess what? They still have cancer. Sin is poisonous. It's deadly and it's damnable whether we believe in it or not. And in the end, it doesn't matter what people think, whether the sin is big, small, in between. Those are our labels, not God's. What matters is that, that God, our creator, our redeemer, the one who made us and loves us, says that the wages of sin is death. He defines sin. But he doesn't stop there. He provides salvation for sinners through Jesus' death and resurrection. Jesus says, I came to seek and to save those really good people that are out there. Right? No. I came to seek and to save those those poor, wonderful people who are living holy lives amid all the scum that's out there. I came to seek and to save the lost, and that's that that, that. that was us. He came to seek and to save us and everyone who will believe in him. So Jesus taught his disciples, if someone sins against you, go and tell that person their fault. Make them aware of their sin. Why? Rub their noses in it? No! Because sin's a big deal. They need the forgiveness that that we're clinging to. And if they don't listen one-on-one, take a couple other people with you. Again, why? Because I want to make it known and make them embarrassed. No! Because sin is deadly. And we're trying to, to, to shake them and, and get their attention so they can know this forgiveness that we have in Jesus. And, and if, if they won't believe two or three, it says tell it to the church. Tell it to all those people who are clinging to God's word and promises. Again, why? Because Jesus came to save sinners. And we know what that's like, and we want people to have what we've received, this incredible salvation that that we have in Jesus, because Jesus came to save sinners, and there's salvation in no one else, for there's no other name given under heaven, given among men, by which we must be saved than the name of Jesus. We, we love to hear people talk about Jesus' forgiveness, right? Every, every worship service, you know, we confess our sins and we, we do the, the um, words of absolution. And Man, and, uh, frankly, I love doing that. I love telling people that their sins are forgiven. Some of those powerful moments in my ministry are those times where I've been able to sit with somebody who's just, completely broken up over their sin and to tell them and maybe for the, the first time their sins are forgiven because jesus died and rose for them that's it, it's it's powerful we love talking about the forgiveness but in this reading jesus isn't just talking about forgiveness is he He's also talking about binding. He's also talking about holding people responsible for their sin. Telling them that they're not forgiven. And this is something I don't like. Why, why would Jesus have his people warn others about sin and and tell them that there is no forgiveness apart from Jesus' forgiveness? We had that in our Old Testament reading. God charged Ezekiel to warn the wicked to turn from their ways. Jesus calls us to call the world to repent, to turn away from sin. Because he knows it's a big deal. And he loves us. And he loves them. He's called us to love our neighbors we read in Romans today, owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. And in love, Jesus calls us to warn the people in our lives that sin is a big deal. Now, I'm not sure the church has always done that well. I think we've done a good job about, you know, warning people that sin is bad and, you know, sends people to hell. Well, there's all kinds of messages out there like that. you know, what I'm saying is I'm not sure that we've always done it well in love. There are a lot of images of, of Christians screaming and yelling and protesting and, but how do we love people in their sin in a way to warn them but also to give them this hope that we have in Jesus who calls us to help people to know that sin is a big deal but that God's love Jesus' sacrificial love is an even bigger deal so in the end What's the big deal? It's this. Jesus came to save sinners, to save the lost. Sinners like you and me, and through you and me. He shares the truth about sin, about God's wrath, about his his love, and about his forgiveness he saves other sinners who come to believe that Jesus died and rose for them just as he died and rose for you I love this image of uh, the man who has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray Jesus asks, does he not leave the 99 in the mountain and go search for the one that went astray I'm like no I wouldn't I've got 99%. That's a pretty good average. That's not how Jesus operates. He seeks and saves the lost. And he says he rejoices over those lost when they're found. And we get to be part of the rejoicing as we carry this message. Yeah, sometimes it's hard talking about sin, confronting you know, people's behaviors. But we do it because we love them and because we love the Lord and because we have a message of forgiveness and hope and everlasting life in Jesus. Amen.